This is Limitless Female, episode number three, The Model, part two. Woman, welcome. If you're a mama who is feeling all the feels of motherhood, the ups and downs of hormones, and maybe even depression, then you are in the right place. Limitless Female is your confident inner voice, helping you master your mood and create the epic life that calls you. My goal is to show you just how enough you are so you can show up limitless in your own life. Let's get started. Hey, hey, my ladies. I am so happy to be here again with you. I just can't even tell you how much fun this podcast is. Actually, every night my husband's like, so should I just go work on the table some more? Because (laughs) he's in the garage building a table because I am not hanging out with him, which would be fun, but I'm just so dang pumped about creating these podcasts and they just keep coming to me and I just keep getting so excited and I can't wait to get to the next one and the next one. And so I just keep recording them and um, I really would love to hear your feedback. If you guys are like what you're hearing um, and you want to leave a review, scroll down on your Apple podcast and leave me a review. It makes it easier for other people to find me. And I would so appreciate it. And I would love to hear your feedback and your thoughts as always. Um, Also, if you don't want to miss an episode, go ahead and subscribe. That way, when I do a bonus episode or I announce a webinar or a retreat or something going on and it doesn't come out on the normal day and time, you guys will know that it's coming out. Um, Also, I want to say that this podcast will be live every single Friday. Without fail, you guys will have a new episode. Um, But I recorded three right at the beginning so you guys would have three to binge listen to. That's right, because we love binge watching Netflix. So you can binge listen to Limitless Female if you want. Um, If you guys don't know me, my name's Emily McIntyre and I am a life coach and this is a podcast for all my ladies and my girlfriends out there who want to learn a little bit about how to feel better and have a dang good life and have a really awesome time being a mom and slaying it every day. Okay. So that's our purpose. It's not super articulate, but that's what we're doing here. So if you guys haven't listened to episode number two, This is part two of that episode. So go back and catch that one first so that you understand what's happening here. But we are diving right into part two. So we are talking about feelings. Feelings are the third part in the model. Let me recap just a bit. The model is the tool I use with all of my clients. It is kind of the center of the way I coach. It's what I fell in love with when it came to coaching. Um, I had my coach, Jody Moore, who taught me all about the model. And I love the way she related. I remember moments and where I was when I heard certain things about this coaching tool and how I felt and the epiphanies I was having and I wanted so badly to learn it so that I could share it too. It was one of those aha moments where I knew exactly what I wanted to do. It was more like I already knew I wanted to coach, 
but I never knew what to call it. And I remember the episode where Jody Moore said, I think the episode was called how I became a life coach. And when I heard that episode, I was like, oh my gosh, that's what she is. She's a life coach, right? And how do you get to just be a life coach? Like, what does it require? Like, how much life do you have to go through? How smart do you have to be? Like, how do you decide your life coach? Like, I was just totally had so many questions. And as soon as she finished that episode, I could not stop. It was like full steam ahead for me because it was what I always knew I wanted to be, but never knew what it was. Does that make sense? Um, Because at that time I was a part-time photographer and I've been doing it for about eight years and I loved it and it provided tons of creativity. But for some reason I didn't know. It just didn't feel like that would ever become bigger. I knew that I was going to be an entrepreneur. I had all these dreams, but I didn't really know the way yet. And for some reason, photography never felt like the way for me. So as soon as this became an option, it was like the clouds parted and I knew that I had to be a life coach. So this tool, the first we talked about last week, the first part of the tool is understanding circumstances. So we talked about how circumstances are neutral. Okay. And then we talked about how it's not our circumstances outside of us that create our thoughts and create our feelings. It's those things can't create the way we feel. In fact, our circumstances are actually neutral, meaning that they happen and in it of themselves, they don't create negativity or positivity within us. It's only when we apply a thought, which really you guys is just, what are you making it mean? Right? When somebody says something that's like a circumstance outside of you, And we keep it very factual, like what exactly did they say? That's our circumstance, okay? If they say they don't like the way you parent, okay? That is a circumstance, it's super factual, that's exactly what they said. But when you make it mean it's a problem that they don't agree with your parenting, or that maybe they're right, or that this means that you're not a good mom, right? Or they should like your parenting, they're your mother-in-law or whatever, that's when it creates an emotion within you. But circumstances alone don't. And we know this because lots of people have different feelings about similar circumstances or even the very exact same circumstance. Um, I love the, to think about my kids and their ages. It's just fascinating to me because my seven-year-old can take 10 minutes to put his shoes on And I'm hollering at him and I'm frustrated and I'm raising my voice and I'm getting very repetitive. You know, I'm like, go put your shoes on. I just said that, you know, but then with my two year old, I'm laughing how cute he's being. I'm being very calm and sweet and I'm having a completely different experience. Actually, the other day at the kitchen table, I saw it happen right in front of me. My two year old dumps his whole food onto the table and is eating off the table and we're all laughing. And then my six-year-old takes his bowl and flips it over. And my immediate response is like, 
why would you do that? (laughs) Right? I'm like, why would you dump your food all over the table? And it caught me dead in my tracks that it was not my cute little six-year-old Lenny creating this frustration within me. It was my thoughts that a six-year-old knows better and a two-year-old doesn't and they're cute, right? So our circumstances don't create those results in our life. But our, circum- our thoughts always create our feelings. So today I want to start by talking about our feelings, you guys. It's not about to get mushy up in here, okay? I don't want you to worry. I know sometimes when we talk, bring up feelings, like when I say to people, you need to feel your feelings, people get a little freaked out. They're like, I don't want to feel my feelings, right? Like I have way too many feelings. I might drowned in my own emotions. I get it, right? So first of all, let's define a feeling. You guys, a feeling or an emotion, I use those words interchangeably, is just purely a vibration that starts in your brain. It's a thought that causes chemical reactions that actually create a physical vibration in your body. So that is the feeling that you are feeling with, for lack of better words, when you have an emotion. It is literally created by thoughts you are having. Um, It feels involuntary. I know that because like we talked about in the last episode, thoughts are slippery and they come very quickly. That's why it feels like things trigger us. When we're around somebody who in the past we felt betrayed by or frustrated with, we say they trigger this in me. But it's not because they're triggering it within you. It's because you are having a very well-practiced and quick thought. And when that thought comes, the feelings you are used to having are created from your thoughts. So your thoughts are not caused by circumstances. Remember we talked about they're optional And so your feelings also are not created by those things outside of you. So let's talk about why feelings matter. The things that we do, you guys, that we're after our desires and our hopes and our dreams, we have all these things that we want to create in our lives, okay? We want our children to succeed. We want to buy that new home. We might want to have a tough conversation with somebody or we're trying to decide to have a baby or not have a baby. We're trying to decide if in vitro is right for our family, if it's the right time to put ourselves and our family through that. Um, Trying to just make a right decision. But all of these things that we want, I want you to ask yourself, why do you really want them? And the answer, my friends, is always going to be an emotion, a feeling you think you will have when you have them, even a baby, right? Like I want to bring a beautiful baby into this world. I feel like I could care for that baby so much and it would just enrich our lives, right? We're looking for a very rich and full life. And when we talk about having a difficult conversation with somebody, maybe it's because we want to clear the air. We don't want to feel awkward anymore. Or if we want to buy a house and move, maybe it's because we feel like we'll have more peace 
when we have more space in our backyard or we'll be happier and less lonely if we live by family, right? Like we're always after an emotion when we make choices. So feelings are important because that's really what we want in this life. You guys, it always boils down to a feeling. But when we know that our feelings come from our thoughts, we can understand that we don't have to keep waiting for things to happen. We can feel that way now, which is pretty powerful, you guys, because there are a lot of circumstances in your life that aren't decisions you get to make, right? There are a lot of things happening in our lives that are decided by others. You know, others' behavior and their choices sometimes will affect you but they don't have to affect the way you feel, which is really the most important thing. And sometimes we don't have the choice to have a baby, right? We don't have the choice of whether or not in vitro is going to work for us. We can't pick up and move and live by family. Maybe we have a job that's keeping us where we are right now. So it's really important that we understand that our feelings are coming from our thoughts because That's your opportunity to get your life back. That's your chance to feel better without having to change anything because we can't change people. We can't always move. We don't get to choose the way our life rolls out in front of us, but we do get to choose the way we feel. Okay, so the second reason that feelings are so important is that we cause a lot of problems trying to avoid emotion by taking action or not taking action. And we have created a lot of addiction this way, right? Like we have created alcoholism because we're trying to avoid an emotion. And so we take an action that in the short term allows us not to feel a feeling, right? We can escape a negative emotion by taking an action like drinking, Or people do other things like pornography to escape an emotion or create an emotion. Um, We overeat to escape emotion or to create like short-term false pleasures. Some of us, we waste time, right? We might like hang out for a really long time on Facebook or Instagram to create or avoid an emotion. So some of these things are habits that have actually um, hindered us because we think that feeling sad or down or lonely or uncomfortable is a negative thing. And so I don't really even love the term negative or positive feelings because we are so lucky to experience both um, quote unquote negative and positive emotion. We get to know what great and happy and joy and success and fulfillment feels like only because we've ever experienced sadness or depression or overwhelm or scarcity, right? Being uncomfortable. Those things make the joy and the relief so fantastic. And so when we think we shouldn't experience negative emotion, a lot of us turn to behaviors that create addiction. Um, We also sometimes cut people out of our lives that we could otherwise love because we think they're creating a feeling within us. So understanding that your feelings come from your thoughts is so dang powerful. 
because you can keep people that you love in your life and you can create how you feel. Um, the last reason that feelings are crazy important is that they are basically the fuel for our actions. So when you do something, you guys, you have to think about something that you do. Let's think about something that you don't like that you do. And I want you to think about how you feel when you show up that way, like how you felt before you did it, what drove you to do it. Um, that is the fuel that is creating that action. And it's an emotion and it's an optional emotion. Crazy, right? So if I'm going into a difficult conversation, which would be my action, and I'm feeling a certain way, let's say I'm feeling scared, I'm going to show up a lot differently for that person than if I'm feeling curious, right? Like really, truly interested in where the other person's coming from, right? And not in a place that creates judgment for me or them. Just curious, right? You see like the difference if you showed up in a conversation with curiosity instead of frustration or fear? Or how about if you guys are like trying to lose weight and when you look at your goal and you look at where you are and where you've come from, what if you could approach it from a place of compassion as fuel rather than comparison, right? If it's like, I love me, I'm so grateful for me. Sometimes I show up and sometimes I don't, I'm human. Let's try again, right? You're much more likely to go at it again and again and again, which is the definition of endurance, which is really the goal we all have here in this life is to endure, keep showing up. But if I am in a feeling the emotion of comparison and what that feels like, right? And feeling like I'm not enough, then I'm probably not going to show up again and again. Because I'm just going to notice all the people around me who are better and all the reasons I'm not enough. You guys, so our feelings always create our actions. Okay, you guys, so we have circumstances that happen all around us, but then there are our thoughts about them, what we make it mean. And our thoughts always create our feelings. Then our feelings are the fuel for our actions and our actions are really just the way we show up in the world. It's what we do when we feel a certain way. And that can kind of look like action or inaction, right? Like yelling at my kids or retreating in my room, having a difficult conversation or avoiding the person. That's how actions show up. Sometimes it's really tiny actions, right? Like we are just thinking about our spouse in a different way because we're frustrated, but it shows up, right, in tiny, subtle ways. And our spouses notice. Like, it's so interesting because we can feel like we can hide things, right? Like, if my husband doesn't take the trash out, and I'm really hoping that he was, and maybe now I'm feeling a little bit frustrated. I can try really hard to just let it go. But because I think it's a negative thing that he didn't take the trash out, and I am feeling frustrated, even though I don't say anything to him, the fuel of frustration is still going to create an action and it'll be really subtle, right? Like I'll just 
be really in my head with my thoughts. I might just like have quicker answers for him. Like, mm-hmm, yeah, okay, awesome. And he's going to pick up on that, you guys, because first of all, we're terrible actors. Okay. When we feel a certain way, we think we're really good at hiding it, but we're just not. Second of all, humans are really good at reading other humans. So when we don't pay attention to how we feel and we just try to act in opposition to how we feel, like I'm just going to show up and be kind, even though I'm really mad at them, it doesn't work because remember that emotion is fueling our action. So our action will look a little bit different. Okay, you guys. So action is the fourth thing in the model, circumstance, thought, feeling, action, but our actions always create a result for us. So I wanted to walk you guys through one of my models. Um, I looked in my notebook today and I found this model and you guys morning time this year has gone pretty good. Like getting the kids off to the bus. I'm not really sure why, but it has, it's gone a little bit better, but last year, Ooh, it was rough. You guys, um, and I wrote this model out. So this is the circumstance that I put in my notebook. So at the beginning I put, I yell at the kids in the morning, which was actually wrong because that's not very factual, right? Like the definition of yell is different for everybody. So I changed it to, I said to the kids, get in the car and brought up, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? All the things I brought up on the car ride to the bus stop. And my thought about that whole situation was this routine is ruining our relationship. The morning bus routine is completely ruining my relationship with my kids. And my feeling was scared. Okay. And when I felt scared, my action was to ask my husband to do morning bus time. Or I would dread it. So I would stay up really late because I didn't want to start the day again. And then I would wake up late because I was tired and then we would run late, right? So when my action was to run late, what do you think my result was going to be again, right? I was going to be tired, have no energy for that relationship again in the morning. So my thought, this routine is ruining our relationship showed up again in my result line. What we think will always show up in our result because it's the cause of our feelings and our actions. So it's really, really cool and important that we have optional thoughts, that we can choose our thoughts because what we think is what we look for. It's how we show up and feel and it's what we create in the end. It's what our brain finds all kinds of evidence for. See, Emily, this routine is ruining your relationship. See, you're running late. They're yelling again. And it's all my brain can notice is that I was right, right? That bus in the morning is hard, that there's not enough time, that I don't have enough energy, that I hate the bus pickup time at 6.45 a.m., right? So when I think that, it shows up and I find evidence for it, but it's only because it's creating a feeling of scared. And then that drives my action, which reinforces the result. You guys with me? So this is the model. 
you guys, if you, again, if you guys didn't catch part one, which was the last episode, episode two, go ahead and catch that and then watch this one and start applying it to your life. The exercise that I gave you guys in the last episode was to do a thought download. This is kind of like a brain dump. So I want you guys just to write down in a like a paragraph or a bullet form everything you're thinking and feeling. And then I want you to look through there and either pick one thought or one feeling that feels like it's the main feeling you are experiencing right then. So for me, I'll be like, right now I'm feeling very frustrated. So after I do my thought download, I will look through and find out what thought seems like it's really creating that frustration for me. And I'll start to put it into a model. Okay. And I'll start to separate out my circumstances and my thoughts. Right. And just taking a look, being an observer, getting some awareness of what's going on for you is going to change everything. You guys don't need to change your thought right away. You just need to become aware what you're thinking and if it's serving you. All right, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, please subscribe if you liked what you were listening to and leave me a review or email me. I would love to hear your thoughts on the things I'm teaching. So thank you for listening and have a fabulous day. Talk to you next time. If you have questions about anything you've heard on the podcast or something else going on in your life, I want to invite you to a free one-on-one call. In it, I will teach you the main coaching tool I use with all my clients and the way to solve any problem in your life. And we'll plug in real life examples. Go to calendly.com forward slash limitless female, or you can find the link in the show notes to schedule your free session. Grab a spot before you miss it.